What's going on, you boys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Before we go down and break down week three NFL, do us a favor, go down and like the video and do yourself a favor, subscribe to the channel and drop a comment. What's your biggest takeaway from week three? But let's get into it. I'm Paul Pickham Winham Concha. I got me some Jack and Coke, got my bowl pack, and who's with me? Hey, man, you already know. It's your boy, Kev, Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E., a.k.a. the motherfucker on the screen right now, a.k.a. the motherfucker whose team is coming up off a dub. You feel Blue. me, man? Oh, no, man. It's been a good week three. I think I went I went 3-0, and team one, both my fantasy team ones. Fuck it, 4-0, I won. So, motherfucker, it's been a good week. It's been, it was a good weekend for me. Nah, we both had a good weekend picking also. Uh, where did we go? Week three, both went positive. I had I went nine and six. Kevin went eight and seven. Total standings on the year after three weeks of picking. I'm 25, 21, and one. Kev is 21, 25, and one. So we literally have a flipped record, which is kind of funny. And uh, my best uh, bets I, was shit the bed, though. I don't know, man. My lock hit them Falcons. My lock hit. Oh, yeah, I do have that also. Let's see. Week three on the locks, we both went one and one. Um, the Chiefs screwed you on your one lock, and the whole eyes, niggas. 49ers screwed me on the other lock for me. I had Ravens winning. You had Falcons winning. Both hit. My dog won with the motherfucking Dolphins. We'll break that down a little bit later. And Kev's dog, the Texans, literally fumbled away to the Bears to lose the game, but Kev, what is a you got any big games you want to talk before we break down? Ah, my favorite part of the week. It's it's that time of the time of week again for your boy Kev. Water boys games of the week. You feel me? Don't worry, we're gonna get the logo and the graphics and all that good stuff. We even gonna have a theme song. Just wait on it. Bum, 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 but you know what I'm saying. So on my on my water boys games of the week list this week, we just gonna call it. Bitch, I pulled up and I showed out. Okay, who's who's who a lot got, of close? Who, I was just gonna ask who got the gold medal, who showed out the most. Hey, see, look, you gotta start with LeBron's first, though, man. So, we gotta start off with the Lions versus the Vikings. See, look, I had a lot of options for number three, I really did. I was like, yo, I could do Lions, Vikings, I could do Ravens, Patriots, I could do the fucking Colts, but I had to go Lions, Vikings because one. I liked how the Lions played all game. They kind of played well. The offense looked like they were something. Jamal Williams stepped up big for DeAndre Swift after DeAndre Swift got hurt. But Kirk Cousins, your cousin Kirk, if it's not prime time, he's gonna find a way to win. The fact that they went for brothers, their first off, they're fucking the fact that four missed field goals happened in this game. Imagine like two of your teams getting getting in the field goal range. Both your teams getting in the field goal range, and y'all both start off the game with missed field goals. And guess how you fucking ended the game with missed fucking field goals? Like that shit is tragic. So definitely got it. Definitely got out there. But the fact that Kirk Cousins had Jay Jettas locked all the way up, Adam Thielen looked like he had some good good um good attention on him. So he found a way to throw to KJ Osborne three times on one motherfucking drive. All right after another, back to back to back to back. Deep as fuck, and he too. Only just got, he only just got more and more open. And I found out that this boy, K.J. Osborne, is from Detroit. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know he was a Detroit boy. They say he grew up 15 minutes from the stadium. That's fire. 
So, hey, that shit was fire. I was like, okay, so I got to put my respect. What did you see in this game? Because the Lions, this is another game the Lions really could have fucking won. The Lions do what the Lions do. They find a way to lose it. Um, I Swift got banged up. Jamal Williams came in. Uh, Armand St. Brown a little banged up, so I just want to see how he goes into next week. They're thinking he will play next week, but there's something to keep an eye on. But for all my fantasy owners, go out there and pick up Jamal Williams ASAP on the fantasy waiver wire. He is the biggest must-add target at the waiver wire so far this year. That boy's going to get – Swift don't play. He's going to get 25 carries, 10 – they like to throw the ball to the running backs. So, like, that's always good to see. But I just want to see what this Lions team will look – I can't judge them yet because they still don't have Jameson Williams. Like, once Jameson Williams comes in, the rookie wide receiver arguably would have been the best wide receiver in the draft class if he didn't get hurt towards the end of the year. I just And he's a deep threat machine. Like, Jalen Waddle comparisons with the way he can, like, just the twitchy speed and just the deep threat ability. So, Lions are not fully healthy, but they are put, they put 25-plus points per game almost every week so far, 20 points-plus every week. So, Defense needs to step it up. Jeff Okuda falling out. Had Jettas to one catch, I believe. So, Lions are going to be the fine way to win. That's it. And also, shout out Alexander Madsen. This man always steps up whenever Dalvin Cook gets hurt. And I come to find out that Dalvin Cook has a torn labrum. So, he's pretty much running around like his shoulder can pop out at any moment. Baker had the same injury last year throwing that motherfucker. If people uh, don't remember that. If that injury sounds familiar to some people. So that shit's insane. So you got me. I'm over here checking who's on my motherfucking waiver wires right now. Today, the first day. I'm going to pick up that boy in the Goku. <laughs> so we got the bronze medalist. Who's getting the silver? So this is fun, man. I love this. But silver, I got to give it to my Falcons, as yes, they t- held off the Seahawks with my boy Richie Grant getting that game-saving interception. It's fucking beautiful right now, man. It's a good day to be in Atlanta Falcons. I think this game was lit. I feel like the Seahawks kind of just put everything they had in that motherfucker. We put everything we had in that motherfucker. We found a way to get Kyle Pitts going. That's something we wanted to see all season. He's not going as hard as the media is making the scene. Bro, we had 87 yards. But, like, the media making it seem like Brett broke for, like, 140 or something. But we're going to take it. Drake London showing that he's a fucking dude. Got to respect, dog. And my dog, Cordero fucking Patterson, snapped for 144 yards. Like, our team looked 141 yards, and he was on my bench for fantasy. Like, motherfucking, this has been a fucking great fucking week for to be a Fox fan. Another great fucking game. We played three slobber knockers in a row. How'd you, how'd you feel about this game? Because I was lit. Man, no, like, all offense for both sides of the ball. Like, Geno Smith threw for 300 yards. Seahawks run game still didn't get started. But, like, Geno Smith threw for 300 yards. I don't I, I don't know if he's ever thrown for 300 yards before. <laughs> like, that, that was just a crazy thing that stood out to me. Both offenses were rolling. I'm, I'm – what if Corderell Patterson was a running back his whole career? Like, that's just so wild. Like, what, like, the things that we could have seen, the, 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 the things he would have done. Uh, but still, my, I still love to do that boy a baller. Biggest thing is Falcons got two sacks. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but the Seahawks offensive line has been playing well. Charles Cross, the top 10 pick of rookie that they had, 
Um, y'all boys, Garrett or Jarrett, one of the defensive end, he blew right past Charles Cross and got the sack, which was crazy to see because Charles Cross has, I don't think he's let up a single sack all season. Maybe to Bradley Chubb, he let up one sack. But Charles Cross has looked like a, a, a legitimate offensive lineman in NFL. So for the Falcons to continue to, to get pass rushing in and none of them are like superstar big names, they are actually cooking something like the, the things are slowly rolling and, like, and it looks like it's rolling up. Every game has been close. They have playmakers on both sides of the ball. looks like, and uh, a young team that seems to be like clicking, even they're not winning, they're clicking. No, dead ass, man. We're fucking, and we're showing resilience. We're showing we want to fucking win. Like that's the biggest thing to me. I didn't expect us to have that fight, that dog that we've been running around with all season, which is fucking phenomenal. So, hey, shout out to my fucking Falcons. Y'all doing great. I fucking love y'all. But on to the big dog. Gold medal, best game of the motherfucking week. One o'clock, we got the motherfucking Buffalo Bills marching into motherfucking Miami and marching out with some motherfucking regrets, a couple broken tablets, and a motherfucking L, kid. Dolphins came through and beat the Bills to take number one in my power rankings. Should be everybody's, but at least in mine. The only one that really matters, truthfully. So how the fuck did you feel about your team, Paul? Because you guys, and I'm going to start it off now. I got a hundred fucking notes, but I'm going to start off with the one thing I know that you're going to kill kill these niggas with. Bruh, the Bills had 90 plays, man, and they couldn't get the job done. So you guys, is 39 plays. They held the ball for 42 minutes. So you guys, is 19 minutes. Like, how do you feel about this game? You guys did just enough to win. Let me know. Back to back weeks, the Dolphins. Back to back weeks, the Dolphins showed me something of like, not only can we compete with these teams, but we can beat these teams. But like, the Bills had everything in their favor to win, yet we still found a way to win that game. And if this was a Dolphins team for the past 10, 15 years, back to back weeks, we would have lost both these games. The Lamar Jackson going crazy on us, us down 21 in the fourth. We would have lost that game any other year. This year with the Bills having that much time with it, like we still don't have a run game. Like if Tua would have been throwing that thing too, I think it really could have been a shootout, but we we played smart ball. The fucking, we let Josh Allen make mistakes. Like that was a big thing. We had, he had six turnover plays. The most I think he had since his rookie season I clipped up five potential interceptions, two potential pick six that uh, Dolphins Twitter seems to be loving. If we have any listeners from Dolphins Twitter, uh, shout uh, shout shout out to you, bro. Like we did this shit; it's been a long time coming. And uh, two is a guy. Like I've been saying, he's a guy. I've been on the train that he's a guy. I've been saying he needs a weapon. He needs better coaching. He not weapon. He needs um a better O line. I'm happy now everyone else can see it. I'm happy Dolphins community themselves. We're not beefing with each other anymore. It's not like we have half the community thinking he's a guy and the other half thinking he's not. No, we've all come together, and now we're really united. Let me take a second and talk about how real that was. I remember being at the game last year against the Falcons, and these motherfuckers were changing. Like, these niggas were literally beefing with each other on different sides and we're talking about some, man, get two out of here. Come on, two, you got this. I was like, wait. And if and that, that was the fan base, just imagine the locker room. Like, you have the people who want to win now, and they might not think Tua was a guy. No, nah, all that shit's changed. We got those people up out of here. We brought in people who are with it. And uh, if and if you didn't think Tua was a guy, everyone in their mama thought 
thought that game was over when Bridgewater went in that game. And if you don't, and that should prove to you that Tua is a motherfucking guy. Like, because if if you has that moment, where you're like, oh, we just lost this game. Like, oh, GG. Like, then you found your fucking franchise guy. And uh, yeah, ninety plays, seventeen points, two from uh, they got the extra two points from the buck butt punt. Like, those are the shit. Like I said, like we would did that last year. We lost that game. They're coming down scoring. GG. Like I've seen this before. This is a different Dolphins. This is a different locker. This is just a different mojo that we're dealing with. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk butt butt punt. What time? You know what time the butt punt was? Like about 140, 143? Yeah, it was under the two minute mark. So let's talk about what got them into that situation first. You guys stopped the Bills four fucking times, and on the last drive, you know, on the last play, it looked like Josh Allen could have got the touchdown to Gabe Davis, but motherfucking the ball didn't get there. So that's one thing I want to shout out on top of this on top of this team because this I think that's the difference because. You guys have always had a good defense, but the plays that your defense is making now in critical moments is insane. The fact that Gabe Davis is getting his shit knocked the fuck, getting the ball knocked, jarred out at the fucking end end zone when that when they could have motherfucking they could have scored that touchdown and go up blah 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 amount of points four points maybe. So you guys are balling on both sides of the ball, and if one team one side isn't showing up, the other side is pulling up because. Xavier Howard over here fighting and thugging it out with Stephon Diggs the whole fucking game. Yes, sir. That defense is something nasty. And then even with the even in the last drive when they're coming down, they're making moves to an extent, but this is not easy. Like Josh Allen is catching a hundred people in his face in the first. We can't even get a whole three point five seconds. Like they're not. You don't got time for a double move. Like you got to get it out of there. You got Josh Allen running around the whole place, stepping back. Um, dropping back 63 times like your defense really showed the fuck out so like that's why you guys are number one in my power rankings right now and just look at the uh the people we've beaten on this way we had the 10 win last year patriots we had the fucking ravens lamar season lamar's mvp season and now the number one team and all the juggernaut people didn't want to see so yeah, I respect it. I respect that. I've seen another people's list that has us. Every list right now either has us at one, two, or three. And I respect all three of them. I do. I cannot wait to play the Bills again come December in Buffalo. It will be a different game. People will be healthy. But I'm not worried. I don't think – I think we're, we're, we're clicking and we're only going to get better. My only fear is I just hope we don't end up like last year Cardinals, going 7-0, and balling out. And then the next thing you know, like shit, this like things not clicking because it was like I don't know. I just getting these weird feelings. I've never felt this way like a butt Dolphins fan, so I don't know how to feel. No, I respect it, man. But that was I think my last takeaway from this is you guys' ability to just tear apart that. I understand that their secondary was hurt, but Jalen Waddle is unstoppable. Like if you don't have like that number, first off, I don't know who number four dude was, Johnson. I'm cutting, bro, before. I'm not even – hey, bro, give me a pass. Give me a pass. Give, give Third me. and 22, bro. It like, he's getting killed. I, I was showing the highlights to a couple of people to show them, like, there's t- niggas in Florida eating right now. And I had to um, I had to show them, like, yo, you guys see something. You guys see a fucking um, a similarity. Every one of these big plays, that number four dude is in the area. Anytime something happens <laughs> – he was there. He was he was there seeing it in person. I understand you guys in the secondary is beat up, but the fact that you guys can just third and twenty two throw that bitch up, motherfucking all day. Y'all y'all are different right now, and I want y'all to keep streaking like this because it's gonna be a fun playoffs. 
Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate the gold medal, my guy. Them boys definitely deserved it. Nah, no cap, man. But let's get into these next two games. I'm really fu- – I really have that kind of kind of water in with what I got going on. All right, what's up? So, we got Alabama quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. That's definitely not how you say that shit, but that's my first time ever trying. He's balling right now, but he's not the only one. You guys are the only 3-0 team, but we have another 3-0 fucking Alabama quarterback in Jalen Hurts who is balling right now. What do you have? 340 yards for three touchdowns. And I want to say he ran nine times for 20 yards. Yeah. AJ Brown and Devontae fucking Smith. Devontae Smith, eight catches, 169 yards and a touchdown. They just absolutely manhandled the commanders. And, like, that's what you're supposed to do to the commanders. But, like, that was a phenomenal game. And everybody's giving them number one in the power rankings and everything number one and number two in power rankings, but I'm like, they're balling right now. They look great. Their defense got, what, like nine sacks almost, seven sacks? They got Crazy. nine sacks. Six of the sacks came before halftime when the game was actually somewhat competitive. Four, and in that first half, four three and outs, a fumble, two uh, six-play drives that, that only went for 10 yards that both ended up punting, and um, there's absolutely nothing. There's everything, either a punt or a fumble. So, unless you're a fan of good punting, you probably didn't pay attention to most of this game. So, what did you see? What did you see in this game for this for this Eagles team? Eagles are as a Swiss Army knife. They have a I, I got their secondary three headed dragon, Bradbury Slay and C.J. Gardner Johnson, and then um, their defensive line is just like Jordan when they drafted Jordan Travis. They just are like a defensive line factory. They just always have a good front seven. Uh, then. Um, on the offensive line, I think Lane Johnson is ranked like the best, one of the best uh, offensive linemen right now. PFF, they're just playing well all all together. Hurts, if he ever feels trouble, can get the fuck out of there. But he like he also does has the great accuracy that made him be like a first round quarterback pick. Uh, my big thing though, the only thing that made me feel kind of iffy on this game was all twenty four of the Eagles points came in that second quarter. They didn't score a point anywhere else in this game. They had one really good quarter. And then even come second half, they only got 60 or so yards total. Whole second half. I know you're not – I know you're running the ball. You don't really care. You're up 24-0, all that stuff. But it's still a second half. You only got 60 yards with all the drives you had. So, you can't be doing that like, – I, I, I just worried because I'm like, y'all did everything in one quarter. Like, it's, you got to be able to do this as a four. It's a four-quarter game, especially come later in the season. Nah, dead motherfucking ass, but, like, that was my only thing. But their defense played so well, I was like, I understood it. I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna trip, but we'll see as the, as the season continues. And the level of competition grows as well because they're 3-0, but they also played the Lions, the Commanders, and who they the Vikings. play last? The Vikings. On primetime. You always got to remember that. Yeah, so, like, that's big things. But before I forget about that last game, I need two reactions from you. What is your reaction? Butt punt. There's a minute 43 left. And you understand that, like, if that butt, if the, if the ball had bounced differently, it could have been a touchdown. I do you one better. My dad called me as this game was going on. And I'm literally like, I thought he's calling me because he's seen the Bills game. I'm like, we're about to fucking beat him. I told everyone. I told him. He's like, what I'm like, yeah, we're about to beat the Bills. Like, we just stopped him on fourth down. Like, we got the ball back. Two minutes left. And then 
I, I'm on the phone for like two minutes. So we, we run all three of our plays. Now we're about to punt. And I'm like, oh, shit, we about to punt the ball in our own end zone. Like, all right, we still got. And then we, we hit it's off his ass. And I'm literally like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that, like, what happened? I was like, he just punted. I And the ball just went straight up in the air into the, like, I, I'm like, it's a safety. I don't know what happened. Like, and then the replay, and he, he, then he literally tunes into it while on the phone. And he's just like, Oh my, even he's like, I've never seen that before. I've never yeah. seen that in the NFL. And I was just like, we lost this game. I like, and I was, and that literally in that moment, I was like, it's all because you called me and I answered the phone with, we beat them. Like if, if, if you wouldn't have called me and I wouldn't have like jinxed, I was just like, I jinxed it. I spoke too soon. That's crazy. I should have called your ass. No, but, uh, but they different, even, bro. We're different this year. Even when I seen that shit, I was like, even when I seen that shit, I was like, bro, what the fuck did I just witness? This shit literally just went backwards. So that's a good one. And then also, I need your reaction. Ken Dorsey, Miami Hurricanes legend. Yes, sir. Spazzing out in front, spazzing out in the booth after um the time ran out, and which you should be blessed that there was even a three-point game and you guys were that close. So that's why. But motherfucking... How'd you feel about the time running out? Because the game wasn't over until that clock stopped. And then Ken Dorsey. I was laughing my ass off the moment he cut up. The moment Isaiah McKenzie cut right back up the field because I thought he was going to go out of bounds. And I was like, damn, Tyler Bass can kick this bitch 58 yards. Like, he he can kick this bitch 60 yards. I've seen this shit happen before. And then all of a sudden, fucking, he cuts back in. And I was like, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, that. Like I was like, and I had to double check the clock. Like, not the clock, but the timeouts. I was like, yeah, they don't got a timeout. What is he doing? And then, like, this, I just knew when they were trying to line back up, like, there wasn't enough time. It was, like, the similar to that one Cowboys game last year when Dak took off and ran it with, like, only 15 seconds left. And then, also, you just knew there wasn't enough time. I didn't, like, you didn't – like, I wasn't worried about them getting a spike off. Uh, I, so, I, I was cheering, cheering. And then I happened to look back and see Dorsey throwing shit. I was laughing because, hey, like, that's funny as fuck. But also, it's – he he's an op now because he's the offensive coordinator, but I also understands the job. Like, hey, if someone was to call me, like, hey, you want to be the QB coach over there for Buffalo Bills? Hey, I'm probably going packing shit up and going to Buffalo. Like, uh, so he's still my guy for what he did with the Hurricanes. But other than that, you're an op right now for the next until January, February. No cap, that shit's funny as fuck, man. Nah, I just like that they cut straight to it. Usually, I felt like the NFL, they would try to keep some shit like that on the low. But nah, they cut straight to that money. It was live. They didn't think that boy was going to do that. <laughs> he said, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the dude, what got me was the dudes in the background. Niggas just looking like, yo, what's up with Ken, man? Like, they never seen I, that side of Ken before. Like, God damn, Ken. This, this, is, this is Miami Ken right here. But nah, that shit was great, man. But on to my fifth favorite game of the week, which is no longer Waterboy's game of the week, but the Baltimore Ravens beat the Patriots. And this game was interesting to me because this game could have been another one that they blew. The fact that they almost lost this game is crazy because I want to say the fucking Patriots had four turnovers on their last five drives. Yeah, the second half, that's the one thing I have highlighted. It was first half Patriots looked good, especially on defense. They got sacks. They intercepted Lamar, kind of keeping Lamar at bay as much as you can. Second half, though, was when the Ravens defense, three interceptions and a fumble. Lamar Jackson's price literally just fucking skyrocketed. Lamar Jackson is that rush. 
Yeah, like second half was as the Ravens woke up, I felt like. And then um, the Patriots, Devontae Parker balled out 156 yards, five catches. Well, now I'm just worried about because both of them have big injuries leaving this game. Ravens lost another left tackle in Macari. This is like their third left tackle they're going to be down to. And then uh, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain, and he might need surgery for that ankle sprain. So Patriots might be without a quarterback or going, you know, shopping around for the next four to six weeks, whereas the Ravens won't have a left tackle until Stanley comes back. So those are just two big injuries leaving this game that has me circle. Like, damn, was it worth it? Was it worth it? There we go. I think this game was lit. I feel like it. I feel like. I feel like the mistakes that were made was Mac trying to win the game. Like, and that's where we kind of come from. We're, we're not the biggest fans of Mac on this podcast because we feel like when it's time to win the game, that's not who we really trust. If there's no, if he doesn't have a good running game going, it doesn't really seem like he's gonna do too much. So, like the the touch, like the interception in the end zone to Marlon Humphreys, or like even the fumble. But I want to say Jacoby Myers, Jacoby Myers maybe, and on the last play to hit it. Like, these are just things that happen when, like, you kind of have a team with no dudes, you feel me? I feel like when it comes down and there's adversity and stuff, you can't really trust that team to go because they ain't got no dudes. Like, who's the dude on that team? Mac Jones right now, I mean, they went out and got Devontae Parker. As a Dolphins fan, he was always ranked in the bottom, not just, like, bottom uh, Bottom 10 receivers in the whole NFL in separation. So, like, he doesn't get separated. Yeah, he can win the jump ball, but he doesn't get open. And that's a big thing with, like, if you're not getting open, like, is Mac going to throw those 50-50 balls? Is Bill going to let him? Fuck no. So, but other than today, he got behind some dudes, beat him on some big plays. But that's not enough. Like, uh, I don't know. I, this is not enough. Like, their run game isn't. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt-esque, so they can't rely on his run game. Other than Matt Judon on the defense, it ain't there. I will say, with exception, though, they have a cornerback who I think is ranked number one out of all corners right now, Jonathan Jones. And, like, that boy, like, is it, they might be a fucking cornerback factory. That's, one of, that's why they could just let J.C. Jackson go. But this game showed that both these teams are both these teams are really competitive. Both these teams are going to do anything. They Mike Jones with a high ankle sprain. We hope that he gets everything come back and figured out. But we'll see what this team has in store. Facts. Uh, let's see. We see some 1 o'clock games. Texans at Bears. Fucking field still sucks. All right. He got like four or five sacks, two interceptions. They, they started to throw the ball. A little bit, I want to see, because they they like halftime. He had like fifteen, uh, fifteen uh, attempts or something. Like I was like, okay, they they he might throw for like thirty passes. Like he he's throwing, and then I want to say he ended the game with like twenty. So it was like, oh, so they was they stopped throwing the ball. Like they were like, fuck it. They seen Khalil Herbert out. They were like, bro, I'm gonna throw this shit. Fuck. Yeah, Khalil Herbert. This is low key Khalil Herbert. He's been trying his best to steal that starting spot since last year. Last year, fucking yeah, well, Justin Fields, eight of seventeen, one hundred and six yards, two interceptions. I was about to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure he only had eight completions this game. Yeah, fucking uh, Herbert, twenty yeah, carries. He had two picks. That's crazy. Herbert, fucking uh, last year, he he came in balled out when Montgomery got hurt. So now he uh, Montgomery's hurt again. Herbert's just gonna take off on that spot. Texans though, Davis Mills. 
you can't throw that interception. You can't that not straight to the linebacker's chest on your own like thirty or twenty. Like you can't you can't set them up in field goal range with less than less than a minute left. Yeah, that was a big like yeah, Davis Mills. That was kind of embarrassing. But I looked at this game. They played well. Lovey Smith. I was actually worried about the rush defense. I thought Lovey Smith because I picked up Khalil Herbert in the waiver wires, motherfucking twenty minutes before the game started. And bench that motherfucker. Cause I was like, nah, I love you, Smith. Behind that rush defense for the ass. They're gonna make, they gonna force Justin Fields to throw that thing and expose himself. Oh, he exposed himself. All right. You damn sure. But, uh, yeah, he exposed himself. All right. But um, this Bears team is interesting because they're two and one, but they definitely deserve to be 0 and 3. Like, you're like, the, them, the way they was running around in the um, rain with up uh, against the 49ers and shit. Show they're like motherfucking, and their numbers haven't changed since. Like they've had the same exact numbers. So like the rain was not the reason for that. <laughs> so yeah. like that, that's how I look at this Bears team. I don't really see much promise from them. I feel like they have the um, they have that one-two punch of pass rush, and then they looks like now they have some decent running backs. But this team is supposed to be like a three and fourteen team, but they might get like five or six wins because they just know how to steal them. See, no, I think they got their stealing done early. I was actually going to say, if you could go out and find a bet of, like, under five wins, which would probably be, like, some good odds on because they already got two, I would take the under five still just because, like, they're not going to keep, like, they're not going to get rainy day games for the rest of the season. And I think after Texans, they, they, I don't think they have another really super easy, super easy win on schedule. Like, even the Lions are going to, like, squash them in division, I think, twice. Uh, no rap cap, man. Motherfucker. Oh, here go my keychain. I've been looking for my fucking shit. I like to adjust the keychain after a win. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the keys to the streets. Okay. But yeah, but I feel like this game should have been on the blowout block, but because it's the motherfucking Texans and the Bears, it just like, it was a close one. So like, they just yeah. need to do better. I hope the Texans find a win because they're a team that could be 2 and 1, 3 and 0 right now, low key. So I hope the Damian Pierce played well out of Florida. Played well, so let's hope they do something. And then we have the Raiders at the Titans. Titans snuck one out here. Brad, what the fuck? Darren Waller, I, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm not a fan after this game. I feel like I feel like I thought the reason why he has games where he looks kind of off and stuff like that is because he gets a lot of attention. But, nah, you're not no Travis Kelsey. You're not no Mark Andrews. Like, you was not somebody to trust with the motherfucking hand. I like that dude, Mac Hollins. That touchdown he got was pretty fucking nice. Former Dolphin. We got rid of him. Yeah, pretty much pretty late in the game. And then Devontae Adams, I just realized, is going to eat regardless. But what's up with this fucking Raiders offense? They looked fucking – they look like they didn't show up until motherfucking what? The third – two minutes left in the third, the fourth? Yeah, and then, like uh, – it- Oh, only 0-3 team in the NFL right now is the Raiders. Only team to yet get a win right now is the Raiders. After spending all that money getting a new coach, Josh McDaniels, Patriots, fucking Bill Belichick tree, like, yo, what the fuck is going on in, in Las Vegas? And uh, Devontae Adams, like, five catches, 36 yards, and that one, that one touchdown saved his day, but five catches for 36 yards on 10 targets. Like, it's, it's just so ineffective. Like, the first week, 17, he's just getting a lot of targets. He's just, they're not 
completions. They're not he's they're forcing it. It's it's not what I think they had in mind to start this season. So they they just look really rough. My, my take on them this year has been fucking flat ass wrong. Uh Titans, they get their first win of the season. My I'm still not sold on them. All 24 of their points came in the first half. That if you didn't and then the second half, I feel like Raiders defense adjusted to them and the Titans didn't score a single point coming out of halftime. Tannehill made some good reads early when needed, but Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry of last year. Yeah, he didn't have 150 yards and all. You can't do that every game. But he he was showing, he was getting, he was making big plays like on a fucking a second and seven, get a run going for like 10 yards. That keeps the like the momentum going on the drive, catching some shit. Like I think his touchdown was like what, like a 20 yard uh, touchdown. Like this nice little, he's looking like he's getting back into motion. I respect it. Motherfucker. Damn, Mark Andrews got fucking hands. I forget how nice that boy's hands is. He doesn't get talked about enough. But this Titans team is not, I'm not a fan of even slightly. I don't know what Rainbow really got going on because they could have lost this game if they get that, if they convert that two point conversion. We're going into motherfucking OT and we don't know what the fuck's about. And you haven't scored a point since the second quarter. Hell fucking yeah. So Ryan Tannehill, I think he should pick up his CDL, get the fuck out of town. And the motherfucking, they better start looking for another quarterback in the draft. Maybe this wasn't a good year to get Malik Willis. Then we're going to be going on to a crazy underdog game right here. Colts beating the Chiefs at home. Colts are now 1-1-1. Chiefs are getting the first loss of their season. I'm just pissed off because the, the spe- this is like the Packers losing to the 49ers in the playoffs. Like, it was all special teams. Like, Andy Reid goes for it on a fourth and 10 on like a 30-yard, 35-yard field goal. Goes for it with a fake field goal. That gets out. That doesn't work. It is a terrible pass. And the very first of the play of the game, Chiefs muff a punt. The ball goes back to the Colts on the four yard. <laughs> There's just two big plays that special. Oh, and then Amadola missed the extra point and another chip in field goal from like the 19 yard line. So I understand why you go for it because the kicker is not working. They actually released him after the game, but. What the fuck, bro? I'm out of my – I lost my suicide league because of the Chiefs. That was my picket this week. I didn't think I had anything is to worry it, about. Is it Harrison Butler their, their, their starting kicker normally? Yeah, he got hurt, so he's out. So they they got this Amendola guy, and it well, he don't got him no more. That's how good it went. I, I feel like this got to the point – this was the this was one of the – this is one of those moments where it's like, yo, Patrick, you don't have Tyreek no more. Like – you ain't, you ain't got Tariq no more. So there's no more, like, there's the, the defense doesn't really feel like they have to worry about the overtop so much. So they can really, there's less holes in the zone, I feel like. And you can still continue to confuse them. And, like, you see, like, before halftime, the OC and him were just having a back and forth a little bit. So, like, it shows that, like, there's a lot going on on that defense. Uh, the coaches showed, came ready to play and showed something on the defense side to kind of keep them not held up by that bay. Like to really sit down and just make it feel like oh, confuse them and just keep them working. I don't think they got too much of a run game going, did they? I, no, they. I mean, they scored twenty points. One of them came from the muff punt with a setup, and that was their first touchdown. They didn't really get nothing going like drive wise either. And there that last touchdown where they scored in the fourth, they got it was like a third and whatever. Matt Ryan uh, got sacked. 
Yeah, and then he says something. He probably said "bitch ass white boy" or some shit, and that shit got flagged for unnecessary, unsportsmanlike conduct or some shit. To literally give him a brand new first down instead of punting the ball. Like, I was like, damn. And then the Colts go on and score the game when he touched down that same drive. No cap, and like that was the story of this game. I felt like I feel like there was this was one of those games where I felt like, okay, you guys started off a little crazy. Now let's watch you guys take off real quick. But something just kept holding y'all back to where they couldn't take off. And that's what we saw a lot for the Chiefs last year. And that's with Tyreek. So with that last drive being, what, eight minutes and like 17 seconds, some crazy shit just running that bitch down. yards. And you're telling me you the, the shit got decided on an unsportsmanlike conduct on third and seven? Like, and it was now you got the sack on? And you said, and the way that it looked like, it looked like it was just a football play. Like, it looked like bro was smiling and he said something. And then Matt Ryan was just like, all right, man, fuck you, man. And we're going to keep it moving. But bro said something so bad that the rep had to. And I, I understand guess making that call maybe the first three quarters of the game. But I don't think you should be making that. Unless he's literally saying something. Like, I don't, I don't know what you could say that I'm really throwing the flag on. Like, it's football. And it's like they say that there's these, these points of emphasis that they got going on right now. So like with the shit with the taunting and all that last year was with the taunting and everything. So like, but this is stuff that used to make them money on mic'd up not too long ago. But hey man, it's football's football, man. But that's what they did. The Colts got their first win. So now we're going from Frank Wright. Maybe they got something over there. Then from Frank, now we think Frank Wright might got something. What my Ryan went 222 yards for two touchdowns. So, like, but for, we're forgetting that we think that he was washed when he threw that first interception in the beginning of the game. So, like, we'll see what this Colts team can do. Can they bounce back? Can they get Jonathan Taylor going in the next game? But we'll see, man. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they just got to just beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. Fucking, uh, let's see. What's the next game? I think our lot. I know we got two more 1 o'clock games. Bengals, well, this, this can kind of be the blowout right here. Uh, Bengals beat the Jets 27 to 12. At no point did the Jets really look like they were actually in the game. Um, I felt like the Bengals is fucking, they, they recorrected themselves, but they still let up two sacks to the Jets. So it's not like the O line had a great day. Like he still let up two sacks. Flauco, hey, it was fun while it lasted, my man. He's, he's still throwing 50 something passes a game, though. And, uh, he got sacked by Trey Henderson twice and fumbled both of them fuckers. And so Trey Henderson is really, I think, the biggest impact player of this game. I think this was a good game to win. I feel like this was not a bounce back game, but this was a game to show that, like, yo, y'all are this, y'all are a great team. I feel like Jamar Chase didn't get too much going in this game. I feel like this was more of a T. Higgins and um Taj Boyd. Tyler Boyd, but yeah, they bought Yeah, I feel like them boys, like T. Higgins was snagging shit. And Tyler Boyd was just the one scoring and shit. So, like, I think this just showed that there's something that they just have to fully figure out. And I don't think this Bengals team is going to be a problem or a threat to probably, like, midseason. Because, like, they got some figuring out to do still. Their defense just showed that their defense, that they're supposed to, that they'll fuck up the teams they're supposed to fuck up. Still think Garrett Wilson is a dude. That's who I think is the best from rookie receiver right now, even though my team has the best rookie receiver. Yeah, no, that's the only other bullet point I have is Garrett Wilson and Drake London are in a class of their own when it comes to rookie wide receiver combos. George Pickens and Dotson, 
and um Alave. Alave had a good game too. I said like Alave might be in that combo too, but like that's, they're that's fourth quarter though. Yeah, but there, but that there's a separation. I think Garrett Wilson and London are like at least rookie season wise with everything set up. They're poised to have the biggest year out of everybody. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, then we have the last one o'clock game: Panthers beating the Saints twenty-two to fourteen. This was my dog of the week right here. Uh, oh no, I had I didn't take I took the Dolphins, but I did take them when we when we did our picks. And then, like I said, they're at home. The dome teams go outside, and sometimes they don't look as well. And second half, Winston losing by 10 points. What's he do? Starts throwing his patented picks. Starts throwing – I think he threw, like, two or three interceptions in that second half, especially they went in there down. Panthers defense, start, fumbled touchdown on Kamara, blocked a field goal. Rest of the drives in the whole first half were three and out punts. So they came to play. I feel like Baker Mayfield didn't look good this game. But then Christian McCaffrey have a honey though. Yeah, no, Baker still does not look good. DJ Moore had like two catches for 13 yards. Yeah, there's a reason why that boy say y'all can keep Baker at. But this is this was um this was a pretty big win in the division. Cause like they didn't just win, but they won definitively. Like the Saints probably shouldn't even have scored a touchdown until like Gainwell had that not Gainwell, what's Brett's name? Um something with a G. He had that crazy one hand interception over like four people. And brought that bitch in, not interception, reception that brought and brought it. Everybody brought it in in front of four motherfuckers. So like, that was kind of like the reason why the game looked a lot closer. But I don't think this game was ever in contention. I think that defense had Jameis fucking going, looking all around with the back spasms. Keep kept him at bay, kept him looking at his first target, and then just knew what he was about to do. So this Saints team, like I'm just saying, is gonna have a long year. I feel like they've only played ten good minutes of football, and that was against us in the fourth quarter. After that, I don't know. And then uh, J.C. Horn is, like, the number two cornerback right now in, like, PFF. He only let up uh, – he let up no catches when targeted. I think he had, like, ten targets, let up no catches, one incompletion, and one interception. So, J.C. Horn, this, uh, this Brian Burns, the Lavue or Tavue, the other guy in the line, like, they have fucking – Nice ass players on his defense is now can Baker and this offense start fucking clicking because they are looking like maybe the worst offense in the NFL. How do you feel about that receiver though? That shall not do. Oh, the Fisca Chenault. Uh, he was a Jaguar receiver. I when he was like on his second year, I believe he was a rookie last year. He was just kind of a weird guy because he was too big to play the slot, too small for the not fast enough and stuff for the X. He had good footwork. He was similar to like a Curtis Samuel because like they would also use him as like a running back. So like he kind of fits the Panthers scheme perfectly because they like the DJ. Like they did the same shit with DJ Moore. Like, oh, we have a guy that can play X, play slot, guy that can take a fucking uh, a handoff every now and then if we have to. Like, so I think he fits the scheme well. I just can now Baker start getting it to these guys because I'm not saying he's a bad receiver, especially as a number three receiver because Robbie Anderson is a great deep threat and then DJ Moore can do everything in between the lines. So they need to just start. I don't know if it's the scheming, or the offensive coordinator, if it's Baker himself. I I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Get rid of Matt Rule. <laughs> Get rid of Matt Rule. Oh yeah, fine. I'm calling it, but I said the mark is uh, Matt Rule will be fired. I think he's gonna be at the head coach of Nebraska before the end of the year because Nebraska fired their coach, and they're looking for a guy. And I think before before this season's over, that's where Matt Rule will be is at the head coach of Nebraska. Yeah, that motherfucker sucks. On to the next one though. Four right. o'clock. On to the, the four o'clock games. 
can we talk my favorite four o'clock game? I already know which one. Is it the Chargers? All right, yeah, we had the mighty, mighty Jaguars going into LA, beating the Chargers 38 to 10, and it wasn't even close. When I look at this game, I say Doug Peterson. Hell of a dude. Hell of a guy. Hell of a, hell of a dude. This man is really so far. We're not gonna make it, we're not gonna talk too much. But the fact that the Jaguars have two wins in three games is insane to me. Like these are not the Jaggies that we was rooting for last year that beat the Clown, the Clown Town Jags. These are the Jaguars, and this team looks promising. They have a lot of fast, young talent. They're Josh Allen's great. Devin Lloyd, rookie out rookie. of Utah, looking great. Motherfucking, I want to say they have a corner that's not looking too bad either out there. So um, this team looking straight. Christian Kirk, they spend a lot of money on him. I'm still making fun of their ass for that shit. But, hey, it was worth it at the end. It's looking like it was worth it because he's over here playing well. James Robinson broke for, like, what, 50 or 40 on the ass for that the, touchdown? The 50-yard touchdown that was, like, the fucking backbreaker. So, like, this team is looking like they've, they're built to win, and they want to win now, and Doug Peterson is bringing it out of them. So Trevor Lawrence, three touchdowns. I've been screaming the niggas suck. But looking decent, two and man. one, and that one L was to the Commanders, which the Commanders came back on the, some last minute shit to win. So like they could have potentially even be three and zero right now. Talking, uh, they last what two games where they combined for sixty two points and only let up ten points on the defensive side. Sixty two ten in the last two weeks. Chargers first half a hundred total yards. Seventy five of it came on one drive. Outside of that one drive, which came for a touchdown, it was absolutely no offense you could see. They even threw an interception to Devin Lloyd. Uh, Kristen Kirk, you might be laughing at it, Kev, but that boy is eighth in receiving yards, second in touchdowns. He has a touchdown every game he's played in so far. He's, he's not just getting open. They're getting him, like, he's on his, like, Cooper Cup type shit where they're they're scheming him plays. Like, you can tell, like, oh, that play was for Kurt. Like, that play was meant to get him open and to get the yak after it. And then uh, Zay Jones is balling. Like, uh, who's Marvin Jones Jr., the veteran jump ball man? He almost had a touchdown. To, uh, he was just right out in the back of the end zone. Trevor Lawrence is looking like the – highest graded college quarterback we had ever seen for like that coming like he was up there with Payne Manning Andrew Luck so he's starting to look like an actual number one pick in the call in the NFL he's being patient man he's looking like he's making then they're they're holding up for him he didn't get sacked too much this game did he no the old line they're not top 10 line but they are a top 15 unit right now and on the defensive line they have Trayvon Walker they have Jones they've spent 40 million on the defensive line they like they they want to win, and they got Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach. You talk all the shit you want, but he's Super Bowl winning coach, way better than Urban, and it's showing right now. Like like Trevor being comfortable and just happy. Like look at Tua, he's comfortable and confident. He's just happy. Look at what we're doing. Trevor's looking confident, happy. Got guys around him. Guys are happy. They're forming something. Doug Peterson might be a dude, man. He. And I look at it because he did the same thing for not only Carl Wentz, but motherfucking Nick Foles. So, like, he showed that he can build offensive to work around somebody. Him and Jalen Hurts just didn't catch the right catch the right vibe in the game. But I don't think Jalen Hurts, nobody knew that how to unlock Jalen Hurts like motherfucking Sirianni has. Yeah, so this uh, 
the Jags. Oh, no, I, I'm cap. He got fired because of Carl, didn't he? Yeah, he uh in the Reich, Frank uh Frank Reich came in with Carl. But uh my take on the Jags may have even been a little I said they're gonna take the second place over the Titans. I might but these motherfuckers might go first. They might have overshot my expectations and I people thought I was way too high on them. No, nah, no cap. Hey, like you said, you texted me. My Jags take is aging like a fine wine, and it definitely is right now, man. Another team, we got we got four more games to see if we can knock these bad boys out here. We have the Rams who beat the Cardinals in Arizona. Rams two and one. I should have listened to you, Kev. I don't know why. I ever I should I shouldn't have picked the Cardinals. I, I, it doesn't sit right with me when I do, and they let me down again. Ah, uh, your favorite. Kyler Murray did not look too phenomenal this game. So my thing about it is I feel like Kyler Kyler Murray only looks good when he's kind of just like, hey, yo, just go make something happen. Like, when it comes to just sitting down and playing a set game plan, I really don't think that's what his forte is right now, at least without DeAndre Hopkins. You don't, and I don't, I understand DeAndre Hopkins is a big-ass fucking deal, but this team has to figure out something now to stack up wins because, like, it might not matter when he gets back. And they're the motherfucking, they're the in-season, um, Hard knocks team this year, so we're gonna watch these motherfuckers. Don't pick up like we're gonna literally watch this shit week to week. Like, why is it the Kyler study time? No cap. So this is gonna be great to see. But I also don't want to give give up too much to this Rams team because, like, yeah, you guys pressured. You guys had pressure on Kyler, but you guys won the game. And Matt, Matthew Stafford might not have threw too many picks, but they said like seventy eight percent of his fucking um his um his yards came from yak yards after completion. Like they were just throwing underneath routes. Cause they was like, Hey man, we don't want to do too much. And they only scored 20 and like Cooper cup scored a rushing touchdown. Like yep. it was nice. Don't get me wrong. The motherfucker is nice. It was like a 20 yard end around up the scene, straight, straight through, straight down the sideline. But damn, this offense is not showing like this team won the Super Bowl last year. No, I co-signed that Rams take. And also, James Connors is not a great running back that people expected him to be top 15 guy going in. Like, they got rid of Chase Edmonds to let James Conner be the, the the main running back. And he hasn't done absolutely nothing. Like, I think he has, like, 30 yards or so, like, multiple games this year. Uh, and if uh, Kyler Murray doesn't run the ball, I'm pretty adamant on the fact that this team doesn't win games. That was my take on why they wouldn't win a lot of games last year was because Kyler got injured that first year. And after he got injured, he stopped running the ball and they started losing, but they wanted to protect the franchise guy. He last year, he didn't give a fuck. He was taking off to making highlight plays last, uh, last week. They, they beat the Raiders. Why? He's making highlight plays. He's playing backyard ball. No one could catch him. He's a cheat code. Like we can't, if you're not doing that, this Cardinals team doesn't look like they're going to win anything. No way. And it's crazy because when by winning like that, when you do win, everybody talks about it. But, like, if they can't do that throughout this, there's no way. Maybe we're hoping, like, there's some spread that comes back with DeAndre. But, like, there's their defense. How do you feel about their defense? They they don't get pressure. Like, I mean, I can't judge the defense on this game because Stafford didn't look good. I don't know if it's because of the defense. And I don't think it's because of the defense. I think it's more on this this Rams offense that has not clicked, and they did not look good. Super Bowl hangover is real. Okay. But, hey, man, on to the next one. What are we talking, man? We talking the booty pirates? 
Yep, Booty Pirates losing at home, getting their first loss of the season. To the motherfucking Green Bay Packers, we were both on this. We both took the Packers here as the underdog. The Booty Pirates are missing Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Julio Jones. What the fuck were they supposed to do? Who, to who they was throwing it to Russell Gage was their best was their best target. And uh, Cole Beasley, Russell, they had they did activate that boy Cole Beasley. No rap cap. Them boys had to, them boys didn't have shit. Tom Brady attempted to make it work, but I'm more worried about this fucking Packers offense because they Aaron Rodgers started off the game throwing like 15 completions, like seven different receivers or something like that. Like they're trying to make it work. They got um Romeo Dubes. He's a dude. He's nice. And um Lazard's looking like he's a decent number one. But Aaron Jones, but this team, I feel like they messed up a lot. I feel like they went up those 14 points and they kind of just like couldn't really figure something out. Like Aaron Jones fumbling, fumbling in the red zone. I don't think he threw a pick, but I just feel like they just couldn't pick up the pressure after that. Like pick up a consistency. Yeah, no, that uh, fucking Aaron, the Aaron Jones fumble is crazy because Vita Vea literally comes out of cover, like comes, like pulls out of the fences from the trenches, pulls out, goes into coverage and forces that into it. But that was also the play where I felt like momentum shifted for the Packers because they came out first drive touchdown, made it easy. Romeo Dubes getting the catches underneath, getting the yak, looking like a Devontae Adams is getting the quick screen, getting the yak. Lazard is the the red zone guy. He's big as fuck. He can block real well down the scenes for like the screens and stuff. And that's what they're doing. Slow and methodical. They're playing Packer football. Touchdown. They get the ball again. 12 play, 70 yard touchdown, six and a half minute drive. They're back to back touchdowns. Then they get the ball back to the, um, uh, booty pirate fucking ears. They punt the ball. This is a back-to-back three and outs for them. Then the Packers get the ball. They go 60 yards or so. Get in the red zone. Slow and methodical again. Just for that big fumble. And then the moment, that's where the momentum, I think, just shifted on and that Everything went from, oh, this is an easy pass. And then because and they their defense went out and forced the fumble back, right back, and got the ball back from Perry. Man. Yeah. And it didn't matter. The offense, I think, was now hesitant. They, they like I don't. It just completely shifted everything right after that. Do you think it's because they, they were playing against a good defense? Because I feel like you can say the same thing about the Bucks as well. The offense, they knew they couldn't really do anything downfield like that, so the offense was very slow, and they couldn't really get anything off. And then before we talk into the um, the two point conversion, their last plays and everything. But do you think this was bad offense or good defense? Good defense. I think good defense on both sides. I think. Uh, my one worry was the front seven to stopping that run game. And after they stopped, because the first two drives, I think it was mostly Aaron Rodgers and smart pass, short passes, and some good runs on some short shit. But after that shit happened, they couldn't get none of the runs going no more. Like They were just getting stuffed at the line. The screens were getting red. And, uh, but I think that's also just because the Tampa has a great front seven that no one can run on. And then, uh, same with the Packers. Russell Gary's a guy. Russell Douglas is a guy. Jair Alexander's a guy. Um, they, David Bacchanario's in the game, so that was also a good sign to see. That was in the game for a little bit. That shit did look good. But um, on to the fucking the game deciding play. So the Bucks come down. They score. They score a Russell Gage, Tom Brady to Russell Gage. Two-point conversion. 
looks like Leonard Fournette's about to punch it in, but they get the delay of game because Tom they get the delay of game. That they try it again, they don't get it. How do you feel about this? They should have got the delay game on the touchdown. They they the play clock hit zero on that touchdown. They got away with an extra split second to a whole second to let them hike it, and that's why I think they didn't let them get away with it the second time because I someone the coach must have you know Lafleur must have said something like what the fuck is going on like they just, so they they had a call that second time. Brady's pissed. And at that moment, I didn't feel like they were going to win because, like, other than Mike Evans, they didn't have a jump ball guy. Nobody to catch the fade. There's no yeah. – there's, they and, said week one. They said and, week one Tom Brady came up to Mike Evans and said, hey, what you want, babe? He said, give me the fade. No, nah, but did you did you hear about the Jumbotron guy that Aaron Rodgers I, called out? I, so I heard him say it, and I – but explain to me what the fuck happened because I was watching Aaron Rodgers Tuesday before, before so we started. Basically, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers is it kind of hints at because they can't they don't straight up say it, but he looked up at the jumbotron. He said the jumbotron was showing something maybe they shouldn't have shown, especially at a home game. And people are uh, are saying that on the jumbotron it showed the the sideline of the Buccaneers, and on the sideline of the Buccaneers they saw the coach say like call the play or whatever. And they believe Aaron Rodgers read the lips. And football, they all use similar terminology, especially for certain routes and certain formations and stuff. He read he read the lips of the coach and passed it on to the floor, like, oh, this is the this is what he said on the on Jumbotron. So then the defense knew what to watch for. And uh, so that was like people were like, You stupid, like you know, people are now like calling for the head of that Jumbotron worker guy. <laughs> Somebody again. Yeah. Five. Especially this is playoff time. Like this would be this is late season shit going on. This is people will be getting fired. And I bet you every jumbotron worker in the NFL got a memo this morning. Like, hey, this is what this is what we do and what you not. You can and can't show, especially in the fucking fourth quarter. But what did, hey, man, what did you think of that that last jump? That last like, how did you going into that last play? Did you think Bucks were going to OT here? Before the delay of game, because so here's my thing about delay of games. What it was explained to me is that they kind of look, the ref kind of looks up and is like, hey, like it's kind of like you see that the clock is at double zero. And then once you re- recognize the clock's at double zero, then you look down to see where's the ball at. And by the time you recognize, and the ball's already snapped by then. So that's why a lot of people get away with like a split second delay of games. Like they get, because split second delay is like a whole second and a half almost. Like, bro, how'd you not see that? But like they gotta recognize that zero, then they look where's the ball at? Oh, the ball's just the ball's in play. They don't check that it just got in play, it's just the ball's in play. So the fact that they got caught on the delay game was like, whoa, I didn't see it coming. So I think if Leonard Fournette had got the chance to punch it in, he would have punched that motherfucker. And I think that the offensive line was ready to push that bitch in and OT would have been interesting because neither of these offenses, because the Packers offense hasn't done anything the second half. But when they got that delay of game, I felt like they had without their receivers, and there's nothing that they could have done with that um in that um goal line. There's just nothing they could have done without their receivers like that. So uh so you know, I was pretty happy. All right. Then we had two games. We had Sunday night football, Monday night football. Let's wrap this up. Sunday night football was a real snooze fest. 49ers losing to the Broncos 10 to 11. Hey, we can blame Jimmy G on why the 49ers lost the game. 
Yes, everything in the world, everything in the world is right again. Everything's balanced. We're all good. I was about to say yes, we can because that's exactly what the fuck happened. Don't get me wrong. You saw how we saw the last game was good defense. I feel like this was bad offense. Like this, no, they didn't look good on either side. They missed each other. There were drops. The running games weren't fucking doing anything. I was upset. I had to fucking watch this game. I was like, bro, this is bullshit. Why is the Thursday night game always better than the Sunday night game? So, but the fact that he stepped out and they got a safety, that lay in the game and that game, then they took that and they capitalized on that safety and he got rest turning into a, a Mr. Part-Time Unlimited, Mr. Slightly Limited, motherfucking over here playing backyard football felt like he was just kind of again getting into it with his legs. They brought it down and they scored that touchdown. And that was the decider of the game. And the fact that you won 11-10. And these motherfuckers talking about some, yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. Nah, bro, this game was fucking gross. One of the worst, bro. 10 punts in the first half. Russ, 160 yards total this whole game. Nine three and outs on an offense with the Broncos. Jimmy G had more yardage. Like, in the worst part, 49ers had three turnovers. And, this, and they were still like winning the game for the majority part <laughs> like three turnovers Jimmy G threw a pick uh, the over oh, actually four turnovers if you count the safety too so like in this game was literally the Broncos win by 1.10 to 11 with four turnovers like the winning the turnover batter four to zero and they over here interviewing the rest at the end of the game like yeah man this team got grit this team got resilience they know how to find a way to win but if y'all don't this y'all disgust me Jerry Judy dropping touch, dropping um, dropping passes and shit. Like this is crazy. Yeah, the shit. It looked bad out there. Um, Monday night, we actually people thought this game was gonna be a lot uglier. This game actually looked pretty pretty good for a while. It was a good game. We had the Cowboys beating the Giants in New York. Honestly, the early in the game. I think it was like ten plays in a row. Danny Dines had a completion. Like it was just like they're reading, they're playing the RPO, and Danny was making the right read on. Oh, okay, like the linebackers here, I'm gonna run. And then at one play, he was running for it, and he read that the cornerback Tavon Diggs was coming up on him. So then he pulled it and then threw it to the guy he was supposed to be guarding at the wide receiver screen area. Like he was making, I was like, oh shit, like that's a perfect read. That's a 15 yard play, and they were moving, and they were doing things. And John, the Giants got Andrew Thomas, the best left tackle right now, according to PFF. Like he, like he kept Mika in check the whole game. Yeah, they had Micah aligned all over the place because of that. That shit was crazy. I seen that there was points in time they put Micah at D tackle. He's at DN, like doing every can to just not be around, bro. Yeah, no, but that whole he did that. The right side in the middle got fucking – the right side in particular got obliterated. DeMarcus Warren's had three sacks all by himself. They had five sacks as a team, so they still got to him. It's just like Andrew Thomas is a fucking wall on the left side that you're not going to get past. But there's holes in the wall, <laughs> well, like massive holes over there. This is like, let us like, – come on over. Now, first, this game showed Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is fucking strong as fuck. Fast as fuck. So, like, you got to deal with him every fucking game, every part of the game. But Cooper Rush did not look to – did not – like, I see what they meant, that there wasn't a big drop-off. I don't think they're saying that Cooper Rush is close to skilling that, but, like, he understands the playbook. He knows what's going on. Because he showed, like, poise. Like, even him and Keller Moore, like, 
there's points in times when CeeDee Lamb dropped a t- dropped a not a touchdown, but a no, pass. That was a touchdown. I forty that would have been a forty eight yard bomb touchdown. He he dropped out and Cooper rushed over again up in the pocket and finding that boy. And then and Kellen Moore's just like, damn, so close. You good though, man. You good. I'm just like, wow, like they really fuck with bro. Like Keisha gets a lot of offers for a lot. Of, like he's better than everybody the Panthers got. Uh, the first drop of the NFL with 30 or more yards this season is C.D. Lamb. Damn. Uh, but he made what up for – What about Deontay Johnson last week? I, it might not have been 30, year, uh, 30 yards in the um, air. I don't know. I just know that that stat popped up after the, after the game. I was like, oh, shit, that's, that sucks to be known for. Uh, yeah. C.D. Lamb, I, me and my boy were talking in a group chat. And, uh, I was, at one point, I was like, bro, C.D. Lamb is dabbling in Jerry Judy territory right now. Like, he is getting open and dropping. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, Noah Brown was looking like wide receiver one, and I still might think he might be. Like, that man was, like, three games in a row. Or not not three, two. Back-to-back with Cooper Rush, Noah Brown has, like, balled out as, like, and he's scanned, like, ten targets. And I didn't even know who he was before the season started. And Cooper Rush seems to love the guy. Uh, Then, uh, was it, Tavon Diggs, he got the game-winning interception, like, to seal the game. But he dropped you know, one earlier, too. That would have been a fucking big. You know what was funny about that interception, though? I was sitting there like, all right, I just need – there's only one more thing that has to happen. Like, Trayvon – Paul called that there's going to be a Trayvon Diggs interception. He, thought, he called a pick six. And I'm like, I like him to get a pick. So the whole last two drives, I was waiting on it. I was like, it's coming. I know it's coming. And when I seen it, I was like, ah, damn. We knew – because I – Cause I, cause I seen Danny, Danny Wheels, cause nigga has seventy eight motherfucking rushing yards. He was moving. He was getting out of there. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have won him. Like I would have paid him. I would have paid him a dollar to be a quarterback for my team. But like, he's he's pretty sweet, pretty pretty cool guy. But with that Trayvon Diggs interception, I was like, you only have one thing left. Cause Sterling Shepard got carted off. So on ACL too, he'll be out for the season. Prayers up. Ooh, ooh, prayers up for my boy. That's a tough one. So like he kind of was just like, hey, let me just go against the weakest link, and that weakest link took it, took sold the game. Hey, and uh, people want to say Kirk Cousins is the worst contract in NFL. It's bullshit. That boy got a dub this week. Uh, worst contract in NFL. Kenny Galloway. That boy seventy two million. Uh, for bullshit. Got he dropped the one. He's like, bro, they, 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 I'm pissed off. They're not using me. They put him in, give him an easy ass slant. He dropped that shit, and they put his ass right back on the bench. They say he's a $31 million cap hit next year. Matt Stafford had him in the Pro Bowl when people – people got to remember that about Matt Stafford. Uh, But, yeah, now the Cowboys with Cooper – I said it uh, last week before on the picks on uh, about, like, hey, Cooper Rush is not a drop-off, and he doesn't play scared like you see out of other quarterbacks. Like, some quarterbacks don't want to throw the deep ball on, like, a third and six because if – they might have been someone open on the short shit. Nah, that boy Cooper Rush is saying, fuck it. Third and third and three, he might throw a 25-yard pass down the middle. You don't give, he's not just looking for the first down. He's looking to win. And that's what you want out of your quarterback. No rap cap. Cooper Rush, man. And then Jerry's in a Jerry got the interview time. I said, man, I hope there's a motherfucking quarterback. I'm not saying that I think he's better or anything, but like, I mean. If there's if there's some if there's some quarterback competition next year, that means that we're winning games. It's better than no quarterback. And mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott was looking pretty. He was getting yards in the middle. He was fighting Tony for the. And Tony, I feel like this was the game that we 
that Dallas needs to play. They can continue to play like this, but it was against the Giants on prime time, so it's probably not. Motherfucking, they would continue. They would be a they would be a scary team in the NFC. So we so, weren't high, we weren't high on the Giants, but did you see Michael Irvin today? Because he was talking about, oh, like he said, like yeah, we beat the Giants, and someone was like, oh, it was just the Giants, and he was like, y'all were saying that yesterday when they were two and oh. No one's talking about, oh, it's just the Giants yesterday. Hey, don't cap. That's real shit. Like, I was thinking that during the game. I was like, it's just the Giants. I'm like, no cap. I was gassing the boys a second ago. The boys is 2 0. Anyways, I was like, anyways. the ball is a genius. <laughs> hey, they're going to be this year's uh, Panthers. Oh, that's going to be funny. I hope they don't win no more games. You know? <laughs> uh, but stay tuned. We're, uh, we got a hurricane. We live in Florida, so we got a hurricane on the way, but we're still going to try to get the content to y'all guys. We got also the Thursday night football pick them coming out. Uh, Miami going to Cincinnati to play the Bungalows. And it's actually pretty funny. I thought it was a funny correlation. So uh, Miami plays Cincinnati uh, this week, and Eagles play the Jaguars this week. Miami and, ja- and Eagles, only two undefeated teams. Last year, Thursday night football for week four were the Bengals and the Jaguars. So it was just like how everything lined up for the week four this year. Motherfucking mathematician. I was not – I did not see that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that was the, the infamous Urban Meyer – staying after the game incident it's a year later oh there it goes but that's it man for nfl week three man yes sir we recapped it and broke it down all right man so we got to get the fuck up out of here some motherfuckers got to board their motherfucking windows and shit i gotta go find some canned foods and there ain't no motherfucking water so if you got water you better fucking hoard that shit so if you didn't know we don't mind telling you again yeah, bitch. Now, this has been the Total Defense Podcast NFL Week 3 pre- preview. We got the Thursday Night Football pick I'm coming for you. We got we got Totally Blitz Fight Club. And don't forget to catch us on the Week 4 preview, man. But if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you one more time to clock your fucking doors, get you an umbrella, and you and if you evacuate, it's because you're a bitch. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with, I'm with, being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into the